Tony, there's been uh, a lot of talk uh, this last two weeks or so uh, for good reason, right? Um, okay. And I, I get it, right? There's there's a song that's at the top of the metal charts, and uh, and it's it's it sounds a little something like this. I want to apologize to listeners, okay? Because Derek does this about about you know we don't record that Repeat. often, but at, every at time least, we record, <laughs> at, at least once a time that we record, he holds uh-huh. his phone up like he's got some fucking nice speakers, or that he's got some line in jack to the microphone, okay? And he tries to play his phone through a pop filter onto a, a Yeti microphone, and it never fucking works. Okay, it never works. Anyway. And this guy's trying to trying to illustrate to you that oh, there's some cool song. You know what sounds cool? Not that fucking phone through that pop filter into this microphone. Okay. So so either way, my my illustrated point is that the Adam Cole theme song for AEW, All About the Boom, is like number one on the iTunes yes. charts and huge everywhere. Right. Yes. So it got me thinking, like, we have talked, like, what the greatest WrestleMania entrances are, but, like, we've never re- really yeah. went down the theme, right? We've never really talked, like, what's the greatest wrestling theme song? So I've curated this list. It's going to be a music heavy episode. I'm just letting you know. This I'm not going to play them. I, we'll just talk about them, and we can sing them. <laughs> I thought that might be fun. Uh <laughs> Or just like, you know, mime them. Anyway, uh, this is from 137pm.com. This is their list. Uh, Elton Jones wrote this in March of this year. This is all WWE themes, uh, including some maybe AEW talent in here. Uh, But I just wanted to go through this this list with you um, to see your thoughts on it, Tony, to see maybe you agree or you disagree on the top 25 WWE themes, uh, theme songs of all time. You ready for that? Yep. Uh, the first one is is one I don't know, so we might have to play this because I honestly don't know this song. Uh, this is uh, "Pain and Destruction" for the tag team Demolition from back in the eighties. Got it. Not not so good. Not so. I good. can't hear anything. Not so great. Well, it's great because it wasn't very good. It wasn't worth listening to. All right, number number twenty four. We know this one. Power. We are the nation of domination. 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 Uh, Farouk and The yeah. Rock and yeah, yeah. D'Lo. 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 D'Lo shaking the head. Yeah. Uh, and, right. and, yeah. 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 Uh, you, you forgot uh, got the Godfather, but he's he's there. Uh, okay. Number twenty three. Uh, these are just going to play sometimes. Uh, Kane. Oh, yeah. The city on fire behind him. Great song, right? Honestly, pretty tits fucking song. Um, get this fucking uploaded here. Uh, so I think 23 is good. Uh, oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. You don't like the New Age I, Outlaws theme? I couldn't remember that. I could. You, it's different hearing you sing it than hear the song. But yeah, badass Billy Gunn and Road Dog and yeah, your 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 mic cuts it out. So doing that does no good because it's just not picking anything up. Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's number twenty twenty three or twenty two. Number twenty one, a song that you know lit up an entire arena a week ago. Made everyone believe that someone might win the WWE Championship. 
Oh, and that's yeah. Finn Balor's Catch Your Breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good that's song. A great theme. It's a great theme. Uh, number 20. Glorious. I won't give in. Oh. I won't give in till I'm victorious. That's just be a fan factor there, but. That's a great. I oh, know. That's honestly just a really good song. They could have done so much with that, and they didn't. Uh, okay. That brings us to number 19. That is The Rising Sun, Shinsuke Nakamura. Phenomenal song. Phenomenal intro. That guitar riff. The Japanese one's even better. I am in the camp of you're wrong, uh, but I appreciate your opinion. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't like the Japanese one. Uh, Number 18 is At Last from Christian. Do you remember that one? When he turned. Yeah, vaguely. Christian, Christian, at last you're on your own. I I have some ones in my mind that I'm thinking like have to be on this list at this point. Number 17, the broods theme, which we just heard. Beam, 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 yeah, beam, I know beam. a lot of people like that. That's a good theme. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan. Uh, man, I really wish I could just play these for you and you not get upset because it's so good. Like the guitar riff is so good. Uh, I walk alone from Batista. I don't know who that so, is. Oh, Batista. Okay. Batista's song, man. All I remember about Batista's entrance is just the with the guns, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I should have just shared this list with you. That way you could have played it on your own with a muted microphone. But uh, number 15, number 15, that is uh, Randy Randall K. Orton. Um, That is burn, burn in my light. Yeah. That's same, same thing. Um, Number 14, cult of personality, CM Punk, who again, technically AEW wrestler, but. Same theme, okay. great right. theme, great theme. Yep, not gonna Surprises. argue that. All these just keep doing it. Uh, Metalingus from Edge. Okay, I mean, just I'm a big fan of his never. Gonna, yeah, I'm a big fan of his never gonna stop Rob Zombie song, but uh, but Metalingus is good. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Fa- I mean, talk about an iconic theme. You know, don't don't. Yeah. I mean, how many times has that guy got the pop at the right moment? Right, you right. Know. I'm with you. Uh the for you know, I mean, rest in peace. Of course, the Chris Undertaker on this list. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we do have a dead wrestler on this list. Don't worry, we'll get there. Uh number eleven okay. is the uh, the Undertaker scene, which again, fantastic, albeit way drawn out. I mean that man How many of these are Jim Jones? Quite a few, actually. Or Jim Johnson. Awesome. Yeah, Jim Johnson. I will say, The Undertaker's theme and his walk to the entrance, way longer than any of my sexual escapades, right? You know, just, oh, just a terrible yeah, thing. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't even get down half halfway down the ramp. Man, but I guess it depends on what arena and what venue. I want I want you to understand that when you do that, it literally clips your mic, and I can't hear anything. It's <laughs> Break silence. The walls down. Break the walls down from Chris Jericho. Maybe it's too uh, loud. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, number 10 was Break the Walls Down, which, again, fantastic. You want to talk about a pop at at All Out when MJF came out with, with the countdown or whenever that was with the countdown? Yeah. Oh, man, I nutted so hard. Uh, but, yeah, Break the Walls Down will never be. Break the Walls Down still could be one of the best. It is. Uh, one of the best debuts of all time. It absolutely, it absolutely is. Uh, it's also way better than Judas. Uh, number nine is Unstable, yeah. the uh, Ultimate Warrior theme. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, just so good. Uh, just, I mean, that's, that's how his in-ring performance was described as well. Unstable. <laughs> uh, the Hitman, Bret Hart, that opening guitar riff. Yeah. 
so good. Natalia the, the original Pit Vipers. That is that is for sure, bud. That is exactly <laughs> right. Uh, what what my what is up on this list that you're a little worried about right now? G- give me give me where you're. We're down to seven. I I haven't heard HBK. Okay, number I haven't seven. heard The Rock. HBK number seven, sexy boy. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Uh huh. I haven't heard Steve Austin. Uh huh. So here, uh, I haven't heard AJ Styles. You're you're knocking on the door of a few, right? So we had I'm just a sexy boy, right? Sexy boy, I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. Uh, number yeah, yeah. six uh, is is probably the only licensed song in the top ten. I no, eh, it's not really a licensed song. The the it's an actual licensed song. What what do you think it is? Number six. This high up, I mean, yeah. Motorhead, the game. Yeah. yeah, but that's not a licensed song, right? Like that, he they wrote that for him. It is on this list, but yeah. that's not number six. I am a real American. Oh, okay, again. Fight for yeah, the Kenny, right. Kenny Rogers or somebody? <laughs> Who sings that? I can't even remember. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is I said Kenny Rogers, but what I meant to say was Kenny Loggins, which I knew was also not the answer. <laughs> Two on both Kennys, and it's not Omega. Uh, it's, it's Rick Derringer. <laughs> Rick Derringer, <laughs> got it. Okay, uh, but yeah, yeah. licensed song in the in outside of the top five here. You know, I think I can connect that. Hold on a second, all right? So it's Rick Derringer, right? I said Kenny <laughs> Kenny Rogers, Rogers, Rick. Okay, who sings it? Tell me again. Rick Derringer, right? I said I said Kenny Rogers, Rogers, Rick, kind of close. I, I said Kenny Loggins, he sings Dangers, Welcome to Danger Zone, Danger, kind of close to Derringer. I, I'm just connecting the dots in yeah, my you're, brain, you know? You're, you're pretty close. That's how, that's how you become number one of the company, buddy. Uh, number five. <laughs> <laughs> number five. I mean, you can't have anything without having the boss on it, right? You got no chance. No chance. Oh wow, that's a good one. That's a good. That's no a deep chance. Cut. That's, nice. I, that's a great cut. Uh, number four. The Generation X. I feel like it has to be on here. What the Rock is cooking? Okay. Talk okay. about like just a, a theme that will shake everyone. I'm telling you right okay. now. So we're down to the top four, right? So number we can guess a rock. few of these. Number four was the Rock. You have three, three left. Three left. One, I feel like has to be Stone Cold. One, no. Degeneration X would be surprising if it's not on the top 25. <sighs> Who's the last one? I, you already named it, so I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you here because you said oh, it. You AJ forgot it. No, 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 no. There's one, like, again, thinking back in my childhood, there's like, and I maybe this is because this person just worked for the company <laughs> and, and then married into the company. And so, like, I remember this moment at oh, Madison Square Garden. Okay. Yeah. When he came back out, uh, but but I just I think between him and Austin, like those are the two best themes at, like of all time. Right. But number three is, are you ready? Do, do. 
remember that heartbeat? Yeah. Like, man, it, it has yeah. to be there, right? I remember the really pissed poor live performance at one of the WrestleManias. <laughs> Such garbage. You remember that? Uh, no, absolutely, absolutely. That dude sucked. Uh, yeah, number three, Degeneration X. Are you ready? Number two, Motorhead. Seeing, seeing who sung the song really took the wind out of the sails. Oh, really you know? does, does it? Like, who's the, yeah. who the fuck is fucking Triple H coming down to this guy's? So this guy's roided up to the fucking teeth, man. <laughs> and then you got you got Skinny McGee weighs a fucking buck twenty five soaking wet singing the song. <laughs> Five what exactly right? Uh, yeah, number two, Triple H is the game. Which again, man, when you heard that guitar okay. riff, like I'm telling you now, I know H is as off doing his own thing. But if they find a use for him, that's a big pop waiting to happen. Like if they went H still, and Roman, still the meanest song around. Too. It is. I'm telling you, if you did H and Roman, which I know they've done before, but if you go H face, that's gonna put some money in your pockets. I'm telling you right now. I don't think you're ever going to see him in a ring again, bud. I I don't know. And then yeah, of course. I mean, there's literally no. Too, like, yeah, fuck that up. There's no. There's no better theme than the the glass shattering. And that's Jim Johnson's masterpiece, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the best theme of all time. And I, you know what? I I'm pretty like that list is pretty solid. I don't really know that I'm missing. You know. I do think Daniel Bryan's theme song deserves to be on there. It's not crazy, but I agree. AJ Styles for sure deserves to be on that list as well. Um, Outside of that, that's where I'm at. I'll tell you, this is the one song that was missing that I was thinking of, okay? Greatest theme song of all time. What are wrestling names be? I'm... (laughs) Big... Big D, big D. <laughs> big touchdown. Big, big D and big T's, baby. Uh, are those our T's? Are those our T's or their T's? We oh, got big and their D's. D's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're going to put their D's in between our M's. Our, between our T's? Oh. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. The 106 of the DTS podcast. I'm Tony. Hello. I am Derek Vance. Hello, Derek. Um, ironic that you brought up uh, wrestling music because I wanted to bring up music myself. What? Uh, give me off the top here, okay? Give me some of the best songs of all time. Oh man, "Back in Black," uh, uh, Rolling yeah, Stones, yeah, yeah. Pa- "Paint It Black" from the Rolling Stones, "Cashmere," "Cashmere" from Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, 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 name a song from Pink Floyd, man. I mean, they're definitely up there on that wall for me. Okay. Uh, what about? Give me like a classic, okay? So you got you got the rock genre cover, right? Give me like a classic. Like like some Sinatra era, like some Sinatra. I mean, yeah, I mean, "Fly Me to the Moon" from from Sinatra is fucking iconic. Okay. What about like uh, what about like post nineteen ninety? Give me a couple. Uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, Nirvana, uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is yeah. definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy from from Pearl Jam's for sure up there. Uh, Hanson sure. Hanson's Mbop for sure up there. Yep. Uh, yep. If you want, if you want to go, uh, uh, everybody. Uh, I, I mean, can you go anything? Fuck the police, NWA. Uh, I mean, if you if you want to go a little or a little newer than that, uh, some Eminem. Uh, and you okay. just name a fucking yeah. Eminem song for me, and I'm in. Um, what know. about um, what about that song Royals by Lord? Uh, what? I what about um, what about that song Dancing on My Own by Robin? Uh, 
what are you doing? No, neither one of those are good songs. How about Runaway by Kanye West and Pusha Now T. we're talking. I love that song. Okay. Listen, that song is made uh, for so, me. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. That's you and me, buddy. Let's have a toast yeah. for the assholes. Let's have a toast for so, the scumbags. Every one of them. Rolling Stone. You know Rolling Stones, right? I do know Rolling Stone. Yeah, they just published the 500 greatest songs of all time. They sure did. It's been 17 years since they revised that list. Okay. Yeah. So very controversial, this list. Yeah, yeah, because they blackwashed it. I'm going to call it what it is right now. Oh, you think they took the black people out? No, they put the black people on top. (laughs) They put the black people on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it feels very lopsided in that manner, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I wanted to go through the top 25. Now, there's 500 songs on this list, okay? That's a fuck now, ton of songs. I, one thing that stuck out to me as I perused it right away was number 496. I know so we're going to talk about the top 95, but let's start at the bottom of the list, okay? 496 is Come a on. song called So What but, by so Miles what? Davis. Uh, I was like, my pink? So what? Still a rock star. That's way more likely to be up top. That's a banger. So What by Miles Davis. So What is a song and an album. Uh, It's a song off the album Kind of Blue. Kind of Blue is widely considered one of the greatest blues albums, blues jazz albums of all time. And So What is considered the best song on that album. That's at 496. That tells you how fucked up this list is. Um, I would say, so, listen, there's a lot of songs in the entire world. <laughs> so the fact that it's even <laughs> on 500 of them, you're looking too hard into this, bud. Okay. Well, we're going to find out. Here we go. You ready for this list? At least the top 25? Top 25. I thought you said 95 at first. 25. We're going to go yeah, top go f- 25. I, I believe I looked at this, but uh, it did make me listen to a certain group because I was like, man, I haven't listened to anything from this specific group in a hot minute. And I remember when Tony and I talked about how the fact that they churned out 14 albums in like six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're on the Number list. 25 is is that song Runaway by Kanye and Pusha T. a good song. Man, it's a good song. Yeah, but is it better than a bunch of songs that aren't going to be on the top 25? We'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> a Day in the Life by The Beatles. Now, of all the Beatles songs, okay. Definitely not that song. Would would this song come up in the top five Beatles songs for you? I I when I when I read that, I was like, I don't think I know that song. I mean, you could you could easily name five Beatles songs off the top of your head, right? I mean, yeah, but when you say, Hey, what's the best Beatles song? It's Hey Jude. Like Hey for Jude. For me, it's Hey Jude. Come together. I, I back in the USSR. I love back in the USSR a whole yes. lot. Yeah, I think that song's great. Sergeant Peppers, whatever, whatever. Only Heart Band, yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, number 23 is Heroes by David Bowie. Again, I ask you, what are the quintessential <laughs> Bowie songs that come to your mind? Is it Heroes? I have never listened to David Bowie, so I don't know. When you say the word hero and you ask me about the greatest song with the word hero in it, you know what song I think of? Ad Kroger and Josie Scott from fucking Saliva, buddy, for the Spider-Man soundtrack. <laughs> Hero can save us. Not gonna stand here and wait. A real, a real man would say "Hero of the Day" by Metallica, but I'm with you. Heroes definitely. That's where. Or, or there's one really good. I can be your hero, baby. Little Ricky Iglesias. <laughs> Enrique and Ricky Iglesias. Yeah, exactly right. No, that's, I'm giving him his American name. Rick yeah, yeah, Rick, Rick, Ricky, Ricky. Okay. 
let's just call him by his proper name, okay? J Lo's ex. Right? Correct. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Molly McMolster. Uh, Got it. <laughs> number number twenty two on here is "Be My Baby" by the Ronettes. I want to know if you've ever heard of that song. Never heard that song. I'm sure I have, but I don't know that. 1963. Great. Cool. Uh, Number 21 is is Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday. Now, Um, I understand Billie Holiday's song. Impact. Yep. Right. Number 21 of all time. Okay, great. Number 20 is that song I said. African Lady, right? Billie Holiday? Yeah. Mm, I don't know if she's African. (laughs) I thought she was an African lady. Uh, I mean, pretty much everything in here is black and white from the 30s. So, yeah, she looks like she's probably black. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say she's African American. Uh, number 20 is "Dancing on My Own" by Robin. Now, I had a, I had to listen to this song. Gotta tell you, never heard it. Okay, and this is 2010. I was listening to music in 2010, Derek. I had two ears in 2010. Uh, number 19 is "Imagine" by John Lennon. Now. We're six songs into this list, and I would say John Lennon, Imagine, is probably the only one that I feel like fits so far. Um, yeah, I think I think that Billie Holiday song is probably worthy of, of putting on there, um, but I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. All right. Number 18. Now we're getting into it, okay? Number 18 is Purple Rain. Getting into it at 18, Prince. yeah. Uh-huh. Prince and the Revolution. Now, I could jam to Purple Rain. Who, who? I mean, can you jam to it in the rain even at a Super Bowl? Because okay. that's pretty great. Now we're getting into it. Number 17, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yeah, it should be a little higher in my opinion. Uh, yeah, well, you just fucking wait, bud. Okay. The worst <laughs> yeah, is yet to come. I feel the anger. Number <laughs> 16. Number 16 is Crazy in Love by Beyonce and Jay-Z. Now. No shot. Great song. Okay. Major bop. Is greatest 16th greatest song of all time? No. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh number 15 is I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles. Fine song. Uh, okay. Okay. A fine yeah. song. Number put them on, put them on the mass, right? Wasn't that their first hit? Uh that was kind of their first big like mainstream American, thing when maybe? they went on yeah. American Grandstand. Yeah. yeah, they came over to the British invasion. A lot of people would attribute the British invasion starting with this song performed on American Grand Band. Uh, number 14 is Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks. Good song. Um, 14th greatest song ever. Ever. Now, no, there's been no Led Zeppelin yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no Floyd. ACDC. Yeah. No, no Floyd. No Rush. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah. No Stevie Ray. No Jimi Hendrix. No Jim Johnston. I can tell you there. John Jim Johnston. I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, number 14 is Give Me Shelter by the Rolling Stones. Great song. But Great their song. best song? I don't know. Controversial. I wouldn't say right? uh, you know what? I think I personally might like Give Me Shelter more than I like Paint It Black. But I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know this is the one you get because that's the only Rolling Stones on the top 25. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, number 12, Superstition by Stevie Wonder. That's a fucking I can, I can great song. This. That's a great this song. This is a great song. Okay. Number 11 is God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. I have no idea what that song is. You would know it if you heard it, but I think for the most Can part. You it? Can you sing it for me? Well, God I Only I Knows I Turn You On. <laughs> is it that song? Oh, I know. Like... That, is, that is, in fact, not the song, <laughs> Derek. 
I want to know. Where's that song? Why is that not on this list? Yeah, that's my kind of my point, right? Is this yeah. should yeah. probably for the Beach Boys be swapped out to Good Vibrations, right? Good, if you're gonna put the good, Beach Boys, good. I mean, or in there, uh, Barbara Ann. There you go. Yeah. Uh, now, now we're into the top ten. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Top ten of all time. Of all, all time. Of time. <laughs> All of time. I think I can get behind. Let me just say that out of the 10. So let me know one, two, three. I think I can get behind probably four of these. Oh, I was going to say six. That's not great. Okay. Give them to me. Number 10. Hey Ya by Outcast. Not a top 10 song. Great song. Not top 10. I'm not convinced that this would be in a top 10 hip hop song list. Listen to me when I tell you this. Outcast is very underrated and I don't think it's the credit they deserve for being a powerhouse duo of a rap group. Yep. Hey, broke mainstream records and really was like, Holy shit. But I'll tell you what, not the best outcast song. Moving on. Bombs over number nine, number nine, one of my personal favorite songs of all time. And that is dreams by Fleetwood Mac. You go again. You say you want your freedom. It's a great song, man. Little Lizzie Buckingham, just Stevie Nicks. Phenomenal writing. Everything about that song is is top notch. I I would argue. I think you could make an argument that Rumors is the single greatest album of all time. But we'll we'll defer here. My my dad might help you with that argument. He's a big fan of that record. I'm letting you know. You know. it's hard to argue that Dreams isn't one of the greatest songs of all time, but right I, right above it, I mean, Rolling Stone says, Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. <laughs> I couldn't say it with a straight face. Imagine uh, imagine you're Stevie Nicks looking at this list. You're going, hey, you know, number eight's not, number nine's not that bad. What's, what's ahead of us? Get your freak on. Get your freak on. Flip it in reverse. It is yeah. Your yeah. Missy, as in misdemeanor. Elliot is ahead of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missy uh, Elliott's ahead of you. A song that doesn't even have comprehensible words for most of it is ahead of you. Okay. Sure. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh number seven is Strawberry Fields Forever by the Beatles. This Strawberry is the highest ranking Beatles song of ever. Not the best Beatles song, but a fine Beatles song in my opinion. <laughs> Definitely not the best Beatles song. <laughs> it's a okay. fine song, but it's not the best at all. Not close. Number six. Number six. What's going on by Marvin Gaye? That is a great song. I will allow that song to get there because fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now you talked about how this was blackwashed. Okay. Now you're getting that in the nicest way possible because hearing you say it sounds awful. I mean it in the (laughs) nicest way possible, but it's it's very representation heavy and of the times. It does not seem representative of the truth. It seems more of like, hey, if we don't put a bunch of fucking black people in there, we're getting in trouble. You know what I mean? Like that's racist, and I don't like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and you know, I think. Marvin Gaye had to get some recognition too, as like a very famous black musician, uh, as well as think, being a gay musician. Right? I, and so. I do believe, I do believe Marvin was on the list back in two thousand whatever thirteen. Right? He, yeah, I believe he was on the list, but he's not that high. Oh, he got a bump. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number number five, another one that I can get behind here. Smells like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. 
I mean, not only is that song phenomenal, but it, I mean, that was a, a, a game changer if there ever was one. Yep. Number four, Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. The only Bob Dylan song in the top 50. That song will put me to sleep. <laughs> so it just right. will. It will, you're so dude. right. It's so yes, well, you're dude. right. No, you're right. You don't have to. Deserve, yeah. You, yeah, you don't have to, you know. So not try to justify song. it to me, baby. I get you. Okay? Listen, number three, are on there and I'm good. Number three is A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. Great song. Great song. Great song also. Number three all time? I don't know. I don't know. In 2021, it might be too. <laughs> number two. This is probably, you know, in the top ten, this is the most controversial one. It is Fight the Power by Public Enemy. This is not a good song. I mean, it is a good song for the message, but it is not a number two of all time song. You're absolutely correct. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's uh, on that number like one. 20 points or some shit. Anyway, number one of all time. Now, this was also yeah, the top 10. The <laughs> uh, number one of all time is R E S P C T. Find out what it means to me. Respect by Aretha Franklin. Isn't there, isn't there a movie coming out about Aretha? Is this just a work for her? <laughs> just, this is a work. Yeah, yeah, it's just a promotional period. Um, absolutely. Listen, that song, excellent and very moving and very, like, again, talk about a game changer and, and monumental. Best song of all time? So, boy, l- let's go through a couple big snubs here, okay? The greatest selling singles artist of all time who do you think that is singles artist greatest single singles artist of all time yep greatest selling singles artist of all time not in the top 25 taylor swift incorrect oh right close think more our youth and think somebody that would not only uh represent the black community but also the white community oh mj the, the king of pop michael jackson Oh, is that's... not in the top 25. Wow. Guess what? He's not in the top 50. His top charting song on this list is Billie Jean, and it is number 58. <laughs> what? Michael Jackson is not as good as 57 other songs? What? Hold on. Hold on. Like, they might get a little respect back from me here because they might do something. Is number 50 at least 50 cent? I mean, because if they do that, I'll give you a Curtis Jackson. Yeah, Curtis Jackson, <laughs> not on Listen this list. Billy Jean, great song. Not the best Michael Jackson song either. I I think you could argue it, um, but... Thriller was far more popular. Thriller was far more popular and monumental for him. Also, Thriller, you're correct. What about, I mean, what about any of the Jackson 5 songs that were also fucking humongous? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bob Marley, not in the top 50. Now, okay, so let, let's let's take the Michael Jackson thing a little bit further, right? So he's he's the number one singles artist of all time. Do you know who it was before Michael Jackson? Elvis. Yes. And Elvis, highest one, Jailhouse Rock at number 67. <laughs> 67 there's 66 better songs than anything Jailhouse elvis rock. ever did in his Jailhouse life rock, also not his best song well i think i think that that the mud hound dog. Cry. And all the time. Cry all the time that's the best elvis song of all time 
Well, I'll, you know what? Um, Blue Christmas, definitely up there, because that song is excellent. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think if I said what what would a lot of people, at least in the classic rock genre, consider on, on the whole as the greatest song of all time? Man, I mean, Stairway to Heaven? Yes. <laughs> I swear I swear it's gonna be played song. at my Led Zeppelin. It's gonna be played at my funeral. I love that song. Led Zeppelin appears on this list at number 75. Is and it, it is, is not it, whole stairway to heaven. Is it a whole lot of love? Were you gonna say a whole it lot is of love? A lot of love. That's an awful song. At least it, it should have at least been when the levy breaks, because that is in my it opinion. It could have been cashmere. It could have been Air the Dog. Again, cashmere phenomenal song. Um Good Times, Bad Times definitely doesn't deserve to be on that list. That song sucks. So the last uh, standout for me that is very far down the list on the songs is Bruce Springsteen at 86. The boss gets no love at 86. Where's hold on. Is the piano man in here? No, no Billy Joel. Uh, I'm going to check. I'm looking at the 50 to 100 list. Okay, I can check fair. the top 50, but I don't recall seeing Billy Joel on that list. I w- Billy Joel's got to be top no. 100. Piano man. No, he's not. He's not on the list. That's fucked. What, what is it born to run at least for the boss? It's Thunder Road. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guess who's right behind him? George Strait. <laughs> Thunder Rolls. <laughs> Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> Right behind him, the only song on this list in the top 250 for this artist, Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. And it's Ring <laughs> of Fire? Oh, yeah, my only song. God. Wow. That's a fucking That is list. how you round out your top 100. Is uh, that, That's it. Number 100 on the list, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. I'm over this. The Rolling Stone should just stop everything. Literally just delete all of your shit. That is fucking Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower was number 48. Has this been updated on a Eagles Hotel California was 49. The Eagles Hotel California was number 49. Lord sings the song Royals and that was number 27. Number 500. So I, I guess I don't. You don't know for sure, do you? But Rolling Stones were featured how many times in the top five hundred? I don't know. Do you it's know for sure? A dozen. I would think no. a few, right? Number five hundred is also Kanye West was stronger. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. He's better. He's better. He's faster. He's stronger. You know what I mean? GNR is bottom five hundred. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, you know. No, oh like November God. rain. Like I don't know where that would have charted, oh. but Old Town Road. I think Rolling Stone Old Town Road, Road is ahead of fucking oh, Guns yeah. N' Roses. Welcome to the job. Yep. <sighs> they got it right though, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What a fucking uh, nightmare. Oh my god, Tony. What the fuck? I did I did have a really quick cold open and I do want to ask it, right? Because you know, you hijacked the cold open with a 50 You told me you didn't have a cold open. Don't fucking lie to the audience. You said I got nothing. This was this was my cold open, okay? But it wasn't, you know. You you like FMK? 
like that uh, game? Uh, what? FMK. Fuck, F- Mary kill. Oh, I was like, FMK. What? I was thinking SNK, like the actual game. Anyway. FNG, oh, yeah, fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Sure. I, I, sure. This sounds like a Chris Dugan okay. question. Here we go. Waffles, pancakes, French toast. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, I'm killing pancakes. I am, uh, fucking French toast. And I'm marrying waffles. Mm. Uh, I'm mm. marrying waffles. Yeah, I'm going to marry waffles. I couldn't agree with you more. Thanks for doing that. Yep. You're welcome. Uh, all right. I do what love else do French toast. I do fucking love French toast. Just so you know. Yeah, love, yeah. Love, love some French. That's toast. why. The, uh, that's why she's a side piece. Uh, French toast. Oh yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, man. There's been a lot since we've not talked. You and uh, I can like, Eiffel Tower some French toast. That's for sure. Oh fucking absolutely, fucking lutely, bud. We're 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 high wobbly H, bud. We're wobbly H in the whole loaf. You know what I mean? <laughs> the whole thing's coming down. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, you know, Tony, it's been a hot minute since we've talked. Uh, did you see Shang-Chi? I, I'm just going to start trying to think of things that we have or haven't done. I haven't yeah. seen Shang-Chi. Yeah, did we, you go see Shang-Chi? Yeah, we talked about it on this podcast. Did we talk about it last week? Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, well, no, it was like four weeks ago, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. Did you see, keep it in the Marvel vein, did you see that... Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, who I do believe we talked about her uh, uh, wanting some more money, uh, settled. We did. Seems like she settled yeah, for uh, a good amount of money. So good for her. Did they paid. release what it was? No, they of course not. Definitely didn't say anything about money, but I'm sure she got paid a handsome amount. Okay. So she says she's happy to do business with them again and, and move forward. Um, let's see movie stuff. Uh Man, have you did you watch any of the new what ifs? I haven't seen, you know, like I said, I started that what if series and did not go down that rabbit hole. I do think I'll check it out once it's all done and over with, because you know what? I did watch Tony. What's up? Every every episode of Visions, Star Wars Visions dropped. Yeah. Uh, I think it was last Wednesday, right? A week ago, last Wednesday. Yeah, they, they um, like dropped all of it at once. All it's nine weird. episodes, and I watched all nine episodes in the same day, which is something I've never done. Uh, however, I mean, they were easily digestible. They were like between thirteen minutes and twenty-five minutes, so absolutely just pound town those things, right? Um, did you watch all those? I did. Yeah, um, you know, the. the they were a good sandwich, right? Because the first and the last ones I thought were really good. And then the whole middle, like four or five episodes, I was like, eh. really? Yeah. Like the one I really, the one with the little robot kid and I like, I uh, the old the old guy, that was like a very Pinocchio one. I yeah. kind of liked that one. It was very endearing. Um, I liked that first one that was like samurai influenced was fucking lit. so good. That um, was super good. Yeah. And then I also liked the one where uh, the guy was like calling out to all the Siths to lure him in as like fake yeah, Jedi. Yeah, yeah. So, the ninth Jedi. Yeah, I mean, they were good. They were good. I, uh, I'll tell you, the first episode, absolutely fantastic. Very rooted in Japanese culture. Was really excellent from a uh, anime standpoint. As a guy who has not watched right. a lot of anime, but was very very good. Um, the second episode didn't care for that was the Tatooine Rhapsody like band on the run kind of thing, but it was cool. You got to see Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett. That was kind of nifty. Um, yeah, the tw- the twin episode. I think that was maybe the best one. 
Um, yeah, I super good. Uh, I really liked the Village Bride one where you had those two. I think it was a dad and a daughter, and then they were like hanging out, and you had uh, the girl about to get sacrificed, and she f- just fucked everything up. And I thought that was really good. Uh, to your point, Ninth Jedi, excellent. Two B one, not so great. Um, That's the one I kind of like, though. Yeah, I liked the Elder a lot, where you had the 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 master and the Padawan, and the the Padawan got wrecked by that old fucking Sith dude. That was dope. yeah, that was I good. liked that a whole lot. Uh, Lop and Ocho was forgettable, and then uh, Aka Kiri was good. The last one, so I really hope they do this again and they continue some of the stories they built. Um, because some of them. What are- I said to you that I still uphold was. I th- I think it's a shame that they have 30 years worth of novels about the Skywalkers and, you know, Han and Leia and their kids and Luke's kids and Mara Jade. They've got 30 years worth of novels, nearly 200 books. Right. That are not considered canon right now. Right. You're right yeah. You're what right. a great idea to take some of those story arcs and to put them into these like quick animated 15 minute things as right. like maybe even non-canon, just be like the what if uh, of, you know, Star Wars saga. Because, man, you know, people don't realize Luke is a fucking badass motherfucker. Because they've never the shown him that way. Yeah, they've just never oh, shown man, him that he's, way. He's easily the most powerful being in the entire galaxy, right? So it's like that, that would be pretty dope. And I think that would be gangbusters. People would eat that shit up. Uh, keeping with like movies and TV, I suppose, since we're not really, we have no notes about any of this. Tony, and again, I know this is a little bit of watch and play. There's a really big show on Netflix right now that people are like yeah. blowing up about, and I know nothing about oh, it. Yeah. I, I texted you about it the other day and was like, yo, you got the time. I, I don't. Yep. Get, give me the wa- yeah. give me the watch to run down. Please watch the know. first episode. Can we, of- Can we just not about the you got time and I don't? <laughs> Wait for you. I mean, just I, like I, you know what? I got the same twenty-four hours a day as you do, motherfucker. You're, you're, you're. Yes, I work you, the same eight hours a day as you do. Yep, in your home, absolutely, you do, Tony. Uh, so <laughs> I asked, I asked Tony if he would be so kind to watch uh, this show called Squid Game, which is on Netflix. Uh, the, the joke here is the Squid Game is not uh, Splatoon, right? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, a right, yeah. little cute joke for you. Uh, Squid Game like blew up, and I have no idea where the fuck it came from, but. Tell me like yeah. the premise and what you thought about. Have you watched the whole thing yet, or are you just still kind of tinkering? Uh, I've watched five or six of the. I don't. I don't know if it's eight nine, or ten episodes. Actually, nine episodes. It's nine. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I'm. You know, I'm a good chunk in, and I'm telling you, I'm in. Right. I don't know that I'm gonna like catch any tonight because you know wrestling, but uh, oh, shit, yeah. and Wednesday was packed. We got stuff to talk about from Wednesday. Um, but Squid Game. The premise is that. The uber elite rich, and this, this takes place in South Korea, uh, and it is, it's dubbed, it's not subbed, it's it's South Korean actors and voices, but dubbed with English voiceover. Oh, is it? So oh, it's the, kind trailer of I watched, the trailer I watched was all uh, subbed, not dubbed. Yeah, so you could you could watch subbed, which, you know, if you're into that, fine. The, the American one, you quickly get over the, the jarriness of like bad American voices on Asian people. Um, But you get over it. Uh, But the whole premise is that in South Korea, um, the ultra mega rich have this um, really 
very intricate game where they recruit people that are very poor, very desperate, drug addicts, gangsters. Um, they recruit them to come play a game to win money. Now, what they don't explain is that if you lose, you die, right? So they recruit these hundreds of people. Okay, fucking Sherlock Holmes over here with your mustache. Uh, they, re- they recruit hundreds of people. They bring them into this kind of death battle arena. It's almost like a it's battle royale, like right? Games with way more people. Yeah, right. yeah, it is. And they have them play games. And these games are based on games that they would have played as kids. And if you play and you don't win, you die. You get killed, right? And they make it seem very grandiose and very intricate because there are dozens of these masked people that are uh, facilitating this game and they're very stoic. They're very quiet, but they will shoot you immediately if told to do so. Right. So it's, it's just a kind of a, not really original, but like a fresh look on it. Um, and the first episode catches you because they play this game, red light, green light. Well, we all play red it's light, something green different light. in Korean, but the, the English dub is red light, green light. You remember red light, green light? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I say I say green light. You get a run you toward run. me until I say red. And if you get caught slipping after I say red, you're out. Except in Squid Game, you fucking get shot in the head. Okay, so it's definitely worth the watch. It's very there. There are these incredible story arcs, kind of that underpin like the through greater lines. severity of. Yeah, the through lines are really good. Uh, they have interesting characters. You kind of get invested pretty quick because anybody can die at any time kind of thing. So I'm very curious how it finishes up, but the, the whole reason it blew up on the internet was these one of the second or maybe the second or third episode. One of the competition has to do with these like sugar cookies that are little treats. And so people started doing this trend. It was a TikTok thing, right? It is. And it blew up, man. Uh, That trend had billions of views and within the first few days. Um, So, yeah, what yeah, I believe that I've seen from this was like <clears throat> basically you literally take sugar and kind of melt it down into like you use a cookie cutter and you put a cookie form and then you have to peel it out without breaking it. Yeah, you basically make caramel, which is just melting yep. sugar, right? And browning yep. sugar. And you mix it just a little bit of baking soda, which thickens it and hardens it. And yeah, you put it on a baking sheet, you kind of form a cookie and you put a little cookie cutter in it. And the idea is that whatever shape that you put in to this little trisket or this little you know, treat, you have to break on the edge. And if you break through it, you die. Interesting. Fucking crazy. And and when you talk Um, about that, you're thinking that sounds stupid, but you know what? It fucking, it is not, it is not. It is a good show. Uh, Yeah. It's on its way to be the highest grossing or highest watched Netflix show of all time, which is crazy. Cause what number one's gotta be like stranger things, right? Stranger Things, House of Cards, Orange is the Black. New Black. Yeah. OG I mean, stuff. Think, you know, yeah, absolutely. OG stuff for sure. Ozark. Um, before we move on to something else, because we've been talking, uh, game, I'm sorry, movies and TV show, uh, I would be remiss yep. without talking about um, Big Brother wrapped this week. It did, What'd yeah. What would you think? What a roller coaster that last episode, for me at least. Uh, really? I, I I can't believe that Derek X got seventy five thousand dollars. Derek F gotta be the worst. Derek F, sorry, gotta be the worst competitor in Big Brother history. But he carried awesome, man. He told her, <laughs> "You're stupid bitch. I carried you." 
you know, here's the thing is I went in very biased against him because he had won no competitions. He literally floated his way through the show. And I, I started to get into the actual two hour finale. And I thought to myself, like, I think the producers kind of like worked one over on us because they really edited and made him like perceived him out to be a very weak competitor. Yeah. And then as he's going in and making his case in this final couple episodes and into the finale, He's like, I came up with the alliance. I carried you. I made this decision. I voted this person. I helped on these competitions. And you're like, damn, he kind of played the game good. And so they really framed it up like on live TV. They can't, you know, they can't pre-produce this. Right. So I was thinking like, damn, dude, he might work this jury over. He might do it. No shot. And then he got no fucking votes. Yeah, nine nine nothing Xavier, uh, which is the right call, right? Xavier played the better game of the two. Um, what what really rubbed they me were really up. stuck in the dick about the first black winner of Big Brother. Oh, I mean, dude, the, the, we talked about it week they were two. Stones top five hundred of this thing. <laughs> we week two this thing. We said, listen, this will work. We're getting worked over with this. This is definitely yeah. a work. This is why they put so many so many African people in here, and and they they just kind of let them to water, and they drank, baby. They fucking drank. So um, yeah. Xavier did play a great game. What I will say is the fact that Derek X didn't win America's Favorite House Guest is an absolute tr- crock of shit. Yeah, I could. Tiffany not sucks. Believe it was Tiffany. Tiffany sucks. I don't give a fuck about her or her kids. Fuck Tiffy Toes. It should have been Derek X. What I was thinking the entire time when that was going on, like after, because I was thinking the entire time they 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 uh, teased it a few different times, right? And I was like, oh, Derek X, he's got it, no problem, right? And then it was Tiffany. I was thinking back to when, remember when uh, the uh, viewers were giving out those casino bucks? Yeah, Derek, Derek X, X got a hundred bucks every time. Tiffany got like the least. Yeah, there's no sh- again a work, dude. We got worked over. Absolutely a work. Yeah, um, and then with that, um, go on that. Go ahead. The shoot of that night was him and Kylan about to get into it again. Oh man. Like he was just like, I was like, just, like, just don't talk about it. Just don't talk about it. Like yeah. let it be. Kyle Kylan's the biggest fucking piece of shit on that show. Big pansy. He's dude. worse than Frenchie. Big pan. Yeah, Frenchie sucks. Um, I'm glad you know what? If there's one thing I could be happy about COVID, it's that I didn't have to see Frenchie there again. Yeah, he was just on the true. television. He wasn't yeah. in, he wasn't there in person. That dude sucks. Uh, with the end of Big Brother comes the beginning of Survivor, which has changed a shit ton this year. And oh, yeah. I'm way into it. I'm I don't in. know how you feel about I'm it. I'm in. way in all this stuff. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, other than come two on, things, I, I stand for Jeff Probst, bud. Two things. One, Jeff Probst losing his voice, episode two. Like, Jesus, Jeff, you gotta chill. We need you for yeah. less than the normal amount of episodes, and you're over here killing your voice day one, right? Um yeah, yeah. N- number two on that. Uh, that that I just absolutely positively love is the amount of days change. I think uh, the the, uh, the twenty nine days is great. Um, the other negative I have it used to be like fifty, right? Or twenty, it's twenty six days. I'm sorry, twenty six days. Normally thirty nine days. Oh wow, yeah, that's a big difference. Eighteen people, thirty nine days, one survivor. Um, right. The the other negative I have the other negative I have of the season is again right back to the top five hundred of fucking Rolling Stone. It's Jeff day one being like, hey, uh, should we stop saying like the most fucking over over promo of all time is 
come on in guys should we stop that because people are offended and i guess what a gay person was like no i'm good but two days later no 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 i'm offended i just didn't tell you day one please stop saying come on in guys it's offensive yeah that that came off as a work to me oh the, you know, the comeback on it of this guy being like, "Hey, yeah, I don't like it." Also, that, that seems like sucks. okay, that's a plant. There's a lot of the, like, yeah. there's nobody on this season that I've really like been all about, but that dude, the fucking I I I said some insensitive words last night, and I do apologize to uh, to America. Um, but I I said something to the coconut wife about him last night that was very insensitive. But the dude's got just the shittiest fucking hair of all time, just the fucking salt and pepperest, most shittiest fucking hair. But yet his beard is jet fucking black. Fuck off. He's like the reverse Drew Brees. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> just the fucking, uh, just the worst, dude. Ricard can fuck off. I do not like that dude. I, you know, the thing about saying guys when you go into tribal, like it's whatever, it, you know, it's, it's a sign of the times. You know, you, you do have people that are choosing alternative lifestyles, oh, yeah. people that are, taking, guys. that are taking pronouns very seriously. So they, them, him, oh, her, she, he, you know, all that stuff. Like, I'm I'm OK with it. You know, if, if they want to be progressive. But I was just thinking to myself, like. I don't know, Jeff, you flirted with cancel culture a few times with some weird shit you said. So all of a sudden you're like, hey, do we want to throw out the word guys? The only progressive I'm here for is insurance, motherfucker. Fuck that. Come on in, guys, is synonymous with 41 years of Survivor and you're going to throw it away. 41 seasons. I'm sorry. That's exactly why you do, man. No, fuck that. Anyway, Survivor, honestly, so far, been pretty good. I did not like the vote last on Thursday or Wednesday. I thought them voting yeah. out Voce was the dumbest idea. They should have got rid of that, that psycho bitch. That was dumb. But anyway, I love yeah. Survivor. I'm here for it. I, I also stand for Jeff Probst. He's amazing. The uh, the farmer dude got like, he got fucking, like he blindsided people. The, that was the weirdest tribal council. And, you know, I'm not a huge Survivor watcher the past 15 years, right? But oh, like, man. They were like chitting and chatting. Jeff was just like, what's going on over here? It happens. And, it's, I mean, the, last the entire vote years. flipped immediately. Yeah, the last five or six years, it's very much been this live tribal thing where it's a microcosm, which is the word that I have stolen from that episode. It's very much like no one knows anything what's going on until they get to tribal. That's when they make decisions. There's no pre-planning. There's no preparation. They literally go in there, wait for somebody to make the wrong statement, and then they're like, fuck them. Fuck them right now. They, they, I think they run the risk. I mean, we're only a couple weeks in, but I think they run the risk of like maybe too many changes this year because like – you got There's the dice lot, roll really. mechanic, right? Yep. Which, which is kind of interesting. You have a chance to roll, roll for roll for immunity, effectively. Yep. Roll for immunity, yeah. basically. You got. They keep doing these, like everybody, like one person from every tribe goes, and you make a decision. And if you guys kind of align together, you get a benefit. If you don't, you get a you get a penalty. How can a wife's problem with that is it feels very much like a reality show at that point because it's, it's starting to be very produced. It's very, it's exactly what her complaint is. Is like, this just feels wrong. Like this doesn't feel like survivor, like telling me your backstory, like all that stuff is great and all when your family shows up, but it's never been the thing that we've done during the season. So now that it is, it doesn't feel great. Um, I do like that. There, there are penalties for losing. I do too. I think that's a very interesting mechanic. I I like that. Yep. Um, 26 days is interesting. Community idols. Yeah. The hidden community idols are weird. That is super dumb. 
don't like that. Yeah, it's not just I woke the up media. This I woke decisions. Butterflies were just dead relatives trying to say hi. Yeah, they got to say a weird phrase. Crickets. And everyone's like, this dude just dropped on his fucking head as a baby. Like, what's going on over here? Uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> we- it's just <laughs> too weird for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Survivor, excellent. Um, anything else TV or movie that we you want to talk about at all? Uh, loosely TV and movie. How about, how about Tim the Tatman? You know, I uh, I didn't watch his stream from uh, from 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 Jerry World, but I did catch a little yeah. bit of his stream. You know what I you know what I appreciate about Tim? Okay, is and and I don't watch a lot of streamers as you well know, so I have a very small uh, sample size when penis. it comes to this stuff. Yeah, and, and penis. Yep. <laughs> Tim just he will openly roast his audience while they're just handing him gobs of cash. <laughs> he just, he just lives yeah. it. And I, and, but he like, he earnestly means he appreciates it, but the, some dude either Tuesday or Monday was just like, I don't, or maybe it was Wednesday or Thursday. It's like, I don't know why I'm giving you this money, Tim. And Tim's like, I don't know either dude, but thanks. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for him the number of times he says, Give him the 250 bucks. People donate to him. People, so his minimum donation is 25 bucks, right? Right. Um, which, you know, most people don't even have a minimum, like maybe a buck or maybe five bucks, right? Uh, most big streamers, minimum donations, $5. Tim's like, no, 25, bro, 25. And he gets into his, he gets into a stream. People send him, it's like, the, it's like people that donate don't even fucking watch the stream because they donate and they're like, Hey Tim, look at this link. Hey Tim, check out this like, photo. No. Hey Tim, check out this video. He never does that shit. Right? right. So the number of times I'm watching him every single day, he's like 25 from Derek. Hey Tim, check out this link. It's a picture of my dad too. Uh, no. Thank you for your 25. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Tim, if I if I put together this uh, grand opening at my restaurant with you and all these other streamers, would you attend? And he's like, no, thank you for $25. No, thank you for 25. <laughs> and then he laughs, you know. <laughs> he had real bad acne on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and people were just roasting oh, yeah. him for it, and it's just the best. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, he, it's so like it's so refreshing because I feel like his engagement level is so true and so real, and I hope that's not a work, uh, but it, because no. it is so fun, it is so fun and so uh, refreshing because a these people are willingly giving you thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. You're just and you're just being yourself, and like I I didn't watch the whole thing, but then I saw a clip that night of and all he's been playing is Warzone, which fucking snooze, but. Yeah. He was shooting this fucking kid out of the sky. Finally shoots this kid out of the sky. The kid falls and dies. And the the kill cam was, your grandma's a whore. <laughs> just yeah, I saw that live, man. My grandma's a nice okay. lady. Like, uh, just <laughs> shit like that is just so fucking great to me. Um, yeah, Tim. Here's why I bring him up, though, right? The guy signs to YouTube Gaming, okay? Big, big power move. Getting He's got to be getting some real... Good money to do that, right? From YouTube. Millies. He goes Millies. to YouTube gaming. And he starts making all these moves, like all these industry moves. Um, now he's partnered with. For, well, it was rumored for a long time that he was going to be signing with 100 Thieves based out of Los Angeles, right? Which they're like probably the largest uh, e-sports franchise that like oh, they yeah. have a main focus on content creators versus like pro gamers. Sure. But they have a very strong like pro gamer 
thing, right? Um, so it was, it was rumored for a long time that he was going to sign with Hunter Thieves. And so he's been teasing this announcement. Okay, I got, a, I got an organizational announcement. got an organizational announcement. And turns out he signs with this company, Complexity, which nobody's fucking heard of. You know, when okay. I went and looked at him, I went and looked at him and looked at like the streamers they had signed. And I was like, I don't, I don't know nobody, but I definitely don't know none of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody posted on Twitter, uh, like, hey, Tim, can you confirm that you have 15 times uh, more concurrent streamers than every other complexity streamer combined? And, you know, it's like that that's the situation that we're dealing with. Right. Which right. Um, he signs with complexity. And then you're like, who the fuck's complexity? Right. And he gets to talking about it on a stream. And you realize, oh, OK, complexity's majority owned by Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Tim right. is a massive Cowboys fan. You start to see the. The dollar the, signs. The, the, uh, the, yeah, you start to see the dollar signs. So then he announces, hey, I'm going to be doing this AT&T 5G roadshow. So he's sponsored by fucking AT&T. Right. He says, guess what? I'm going to be in Cowboy Stadium doing a stream. Guess what? I'm going to be playing with Ezekiel Elliott. So, I mean, he is making these power moves, man. These fucking power moves. Now, to be fair, he had played with Zeke uh, plenty of times before, right? A few times before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, he's, he's played with plenty of celebrities. He's got the ends to make these roads happen, but it is yeah. interesting to see, in my mind, someone like Doc, who obviously got banned and whatever at Twitch, and then everything went ha- happened, but he didn't come back big dick swinging. Tim's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I left Twitch to sign this fucking deal, this fucking deal, this fucking, you know what I mean? Like, he's just out right. here literally. He's commercializing himself. Oh. He's making a brand. Which at the end of the day, you have as a and I'm 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 have no idea for sure, right? Because you just don't know. But the shelf life he has can't be large. So while you've got the opportunity, you got it. I mean, he's been doing it for eight years, ten years, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, probably yeah. got another. I would doubt he has any more than ten I left. Think in he said him. ten years. I think he just hit ten years. He said he's probably got ten more years left in him. Milk that shit for everything you got. He sees the long-term vision, right? And so while you got guys like Nick Merckx that are like, they got a really rabid fan base. You got guys like Doc and stuff like that. Tim is making a play to nationalize his brand. And once the games are done, he's going to be broadcasting. He's going to be on TV. Like you can't stop the video game movement and the, like the streamer movement. We're, we're right on the precipice. I feel like this is not anything that's come up on Tim's stream. Right. But just like, I'm a, I'm a viewer. I'm in this, I'm in this ecosystem, right? We're on this, we're on the edge of like, this is, this is what TV could be soon. Well, right. It, I mean, yeah. You never, you never would have imagined shows like the fucking battle, battle bot arena and shit like that was ever going to be on television. But I think you're, you're on the breaking point of streamers literally getting television shows of them playing video games. Or, or, or in my opinion, honestly, I would rather watch Tim watching people play video games because I I have way more fun watching him either laugh or shit on or just talk to these people because the craziest thing is most of these motherfuckers are watching him while they're playing. So I'm sitting there watching the stream and he's like, Hey, fucking taco 184. There you watching my stream. And all of a sudden you see this character and and COD fucking shake their head and and you're like, (laughs) And so he's like, who's your favorite streamer? One shot for me, two shot for Nick, three shots for Doc, four shots for whoever. 
And then he, right. he clicks one shot and he's like, holy, are you just gassing me up, bro? Or are you just, and then he dies. He's like, oh man. Like it just, the, the funniest, just, the funniest ones oh, are man. when the guys like do the middle finger emotes and he's like, you don't fuck I, me. Don't fuck I, saw you. Some, I saw somebody drop yeah. one of these. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of what it is for me is like, and I've always been a fan of like watching people play video games as far as like my friends go or the, or the, you know, the wife or the kids. Yeah. Like I honestly don't mind it. Like, I have my frustrations when they play poorly, but otherwise I enjoy it. Right. Um, so taking that piece of it and going, Hey, you commercialized it. And now we're asking people, Hey, you want to ask me a question or tell me some shit? It's 25 bucks to get in buddy. Like, 25 bucks. Yeah. It's, it's more than a plate at a, at a decently fancy restaurant to ask me a question. Well, and and people are like, Oh, going back and forth for top. Too. Yeah. Here's three hundo just to be like, what's up? And he's like, What's up, it bro? Does, Thanks for it does make you think about, like, what do these usual suspects do for a living? These guys well, that come in every day and drop 250, 400. What are, the way, yeah. what, what are these whales doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. Um, last Crazy thought shit. on Tim before we move is what really settled it. Like, one of the most surreal moments I've ever seen watching a stream was he's in AT&T Stadium. They're broadcasting his gameplay on a 185-inch television or 180-foot television, right? right? Yep. And, and he gets a dono and he's like, it's something to the effect of like, Hey Tim, you ever look behind you and realize that the number of people watching your stream could fill and overfill that entire stadium. And he's in Cowboy stadium capacity is like 75,000 or something like that. Right. And he's got 90,000 people watching his stream. And he like, Streams. looks and he's like, damn dude, that's fucking wild. You know? And it's like, that's what we're dealing with is there's more people watching a guy play video games right. or just talk then there is that go to I mean, a Dallas Cowboys football game. His three and a half hour stream was two and a half hours of him talking and an hour of him playing a video absolutely. game. And, and, and he made absolutely. tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Um, what else is kind of crazy on a different level was the M fam barbecue. Do you follow that on like Twitter or anything? Nick Merckx? No, uh -uh. I remember you saying that his, they were going to have a bunch of people over or whatever. Yeah, his his community, much like Tim's, is the Tapman Army, right? Nick has the MFAM, and uh, he had a big MFAM barbecue in Florida uh, a few weeks ago, where um, he he thousands of people went to this, right? And he had streamers, he had celebrities go. I mean, it was like a big. It's like you know how celebrities do these cruises sometimes. It was yeah, kind of yeah, like, like that. Jericho he cruise. rented out. Yeah, he rented out a baseball stadium. He had a whole bunch of people there. There was food. There was events. There was drinking. He had a, like the whole streamer crew was there, right? Him, Tim, Cloaksy, a uh, whole bunch of people from Hundred Thieves, Tifu, Nade Shot. I mean, there was anybody that's everybody that's played with Nick was there, right? I know, I know, and I it was just a really cool experience that like this guy who is arguably the biggest streamer on Twitch at this point, at least <clears throat> for you know FPS and stuff. Um, had this or event F and he spent he spent nearly four hundred thousand dollars to put it on. Or FPOS is like you and me. Yeah, that's true. But four hundred thousand dollars. Imagine being a successful enough streamer that you can create an event and spend four hundred thousand dollars on that event. Right, but what is that four hundred thousand getting you? That's that's the long game. That I don't playing. know that he broke even. I don't know what the profit and loss is on this event. I can't imagine that he broke even. I'm sure, sure though a lot of it was paid for by. Sponsorships. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But that's crazy. Oh, I did remember one thing about Tim. Tim got a Chipotle burrito named after him. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Guess who's got a code for one of those free? This guy. Tony Walchel. 
I want it. I want it on a stream. He gave out 5,000 of them, which sounds like a lot, but when there's 100,000 people, that's not very much. When do you live in the house to go to a Chipotle, buddy? Yeah, I don't know, man. I might sell it online. You never know. I mean, you know what? Probably a good idea, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to yeah, check that out. Like um, uh, let's, what do we want to move on to? I got. I don't know how long you want to go. I don't know how long we've been going uh, as as it is right now. We definitely got um, some wrestling we got to talk about. Do have some wrestling? I do. I do have a couple of video game things. Can I? Can I bring up some quick? Maybe maybe not quick, but some local news. Okay. Here in Iowa, um, did you see yesterday that that uh, missing boy? Uh, was most likely found down in Montezuma, Xavier Harrelson. I have no clue who you're talking about. So Xavier Harrelson been missing since I believe it was May. Um, just got up and left, and his parents had no idea. And he's, I uh, want to say, eight years old. Uh, let me get the facts here, because honestly, I thought yeah. you knew about this. Um, well, see, all Xavier. I know every time these missing persons cases come up is like, if it ain't within 48 hours, goner. Yeah, so uh, let's see if I can pull this bad dog up. Um, yeah, Xavier Harrelson, uh, yesterday there's a bunch of commotion down in Montezuma. Uh, as you know, it's harvest season, um, and people are, you know, last seen on May 27th, this kid, uh, 11 years old. Um, you know, you and I got kids that are around that age. It's, it's scary to think about, right? Uh, but yeah, a lot yeah. of commotion down in Montezuma, and apparently a farmer that was starting to clear out his field uh, came upon a, a body uh, that has not been 100% confirmed, uh, but it was a, uh, a child's body that was in the same clothing items that were uh, uh, rumored or supposed to be what Xavier is last wearing when he disappeared. Um, again, this kid has been uh, missing since May 27th, and he was, he was found yesterday. So uh, imagine that. Um, the, the hard part for me and there's a lot more to this. So don't take my stuff as a hundred percent truth or, uh, knowing all the facts. I don't think his parents, uh, are, are on the up and up on this because the rumors were that, uh, his parents, the night that he went missing, um, his parents yeah. held like a party and we're just like having a good kid together and hanging out with people and, and not really concerned about his kid, their kids being missing or their kid being missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I think his body maybe got, dropped there pretty recently. The, the coconut wife who is way into the, the uh, uh, murder mysteries, things like this, listen to all the podcasts, all that stuff is very much like, you know, in Iowa, what better place than to drop a body in a cornfield. That's not going to be fucked around with for the next few months. Right. So, um, well, that, you know, that's why it, it's, it's recent, at least in the last like two months, because right. planting happens in like late June and July. So it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's uh it's heartbreaking i mean 11 years old man like that is absolutely fucking heartbreaking considering he's still within within the distance of his own house so something really happened you know what i mean um yeah foul play it's not like kid just wandered off and died in a cornfield right you know what i mean so uh crazy we'll we'll have more there there'll be more uh you know details when that uh when that investigation wraps up um but that also brings me to the uh, the old gabby petito case You, you follow that i'm sure right no, not really, but um, I know that that's making big national news, and now Dog the Bounty Hunter is involved. That whole yeah, fucking old, circus. Old Dwayne's down there. Uh, so uh, I'm really surprised you haven't paid attention. Like this case is fucking crazy. I, all I, all yeah, it's just at this point there's just so much that it's like hard to catch up. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like the internet's doing their own investigation. There's well, the that internet's what helps them. Meme a dog like 
like oh, I'm gonna find this guy, and he looks under a, a lawn chair. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean that that's a little ridiculous. So I mean, the rundown here is this couple, uh, you know, uh, Gabby and Brian were out on a cross country trip where they're living out of a van and, and taking YouTube videos and blah blah blah. And uh, the the big sticking point is that they got into an argument somewhere in Utah. Uh, somebody re- you know reported some shit that went down. Uh, cops got a hold of them. And you know, interviewed him. Said, "Hey, what's the deal?" Made Brian go stay in a, a hotel room while Gabby stayed in the van. Uh, r- reported it that everything was fine. It's just a domestic disagreement. Everything was cool. Um, this dude rolled back home without the without her in that van. Never said a word. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you know, the, she comes up missing. He's now fucking missing, gone. Apparently, you know, they, he, him, and his parents went camping. After he got home, parents are definitely involved somewhere, in my opinion. This girl shows up. uh, They find her dead in this Grand Teton National Park. Uh, The reason they're able to find that is because some YouTuber or somebody that was driving through the park uh, that was taking a YouTube video uh, caught their van with shoes and a phone outside the van. Like, I mean, the 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 modern uh, Internet can do wonders. Everything's connected all the time. I mean, like always, you know, somebody's recording something. So, uh, you know, she was found. Uh, they haven't released anything beyond the fact that it was, in fact, her. Uh, and and uh, there's just some crazy shit going on. But they're trying to find this dude. In my opinion, his parents helped him go out here fucking off himself. 100%. He's definitely gone. Um, and his parents know something. But talk about a whirlwind of a case. And again, the thing I will say is I get a little worked up because a lot of these cases happen all the time. And only a few of them yeah. make national news, uh, and this one was one of them. Um, but, you know, it's it's still like, you've got a daughter, I've got three daughters. That shit, that shit eats away at me sometimes, you know? And uh, imagine, it, imagine you're the, the FBI special agent in charge, and you got to look over and see a fucking bounty hunter. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> yeah, imagine you're that guy. You're the fucking FBI special agent in charge of this missing person case. You look over and you got dog, the bounty hunter flipping chairs. Like, listen, if he's, he's, if he's pulling a Bobby Knight, I'm way into it. I'm good. Listen, the, the more manpower, the more manpower, the better. Uh, the, uh, the nice, the funny meme that I've seen on the internet is Clint Eastwood. And the meme says, uh, if you went cross country road trip with my daughter and never came home, they wouldn't find you either. It's like absolutely, bud. Like, damn. There's no shot, you know. If, if you know, if I got a hold of that dude and that was my daughter that got fucking wrecked somewhere, I'd go to yeah. jail forever. You know what I mean? Like, there's just not there's there's not enough prison cells in the world that would I'd fucking you bury me deep in the ground. So they really should make like. I understand that you just can't do this, but there should be a justifiable homicide. Absolutely. I mean, there is justifiable, justifiable homicide. It's mainly reserved for cops, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know. Situations like this. Situations like this, definitely one of them. So I saw uh, I saw a TikTok thing the other day about this lady that got finally convicted to like 400 years in prison or something like that because in her like state, she went and killed like 15 pedophiles. Like, you know. Good reason. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And, and she, the whole thing went viral because she came out of the courthouse in cuffs, getting ready to get transported. And somebody asked like, would you do it again? She's like, yeah, I do it again. I do it a hundred times. No remorse. I have zero remorse. Good honor. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. 
Uh, that's the local news I've got for you. If you want to hit it, uh, I can give you some game news too, buddy. I'll give for you some sure. quick, quick hit game news. Uh, PlayStation Showcase a couple weeks back. Only thing you need to worry about, big two. Spider-Man 2 is coming, uh, including both Miles Morales and Peter Parker and Venom from Insomniac. Bad right. fucking ass. And we finally got a full-on, full-length trailer of God of War Ragnarok. And yep. I, I've I haven't been soft since. So, uh, and what's his name that voices Kratos? I mean, he just went out with no authority and was like, "Hey, Christopher Judge." Yeah, I was the reason this was delayed. This was supposed yeah. to come out like tomorrow. <laughs> like, like knee knee and back surgery and and some some real severe yeah. issues that he couldn't mocap, and they said, "Hey, no problem, we're good." We'll delay the game, right? Yeah. And so that's that's pretty crazy. You don't often hear that kind of behind yeah. the scenes information come out. That is pretty crazy. Um, uh, outside of that, Nintendo had a direct uh, last week sometime. And I think th- there's a couple of big things. Bayonetta three looks really cool. I'm really excited for Nintendo 64 games coming to switch online. I do want to yeah, know how much correct. more they're going to charge us, but uh, 64 games coming to the switch online. Pretty fucking cool. I think people are going to realize very quickly that these games don't hold up. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah i'm okay um new kirby game love kirby yeah absolutely uh she thinks you're really responsible so understandable um Mm. (laughs) see what i did there Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. good stuff uh uh, so outside of uh that nintendo news um the mario cast got announced during that same stream and the internet went nuts um yeah i don't know whether to love or hate it to be honest with you uh personally i think it's amazing uh i think it's stupidly funny i think it's stupidly funny that they cast chris fucking pratt as mario because it's just so dumb um but like the rest of the cast of characters are great you know jack black as bowser that's gonna be stupid i love it you know well you got charlie days luigi Luigi, super great i think that's gonna be good Snoop Dogg uh, is like, he's like a paratrooper or something. Yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. Yeah, fine. You have Jack Black as Bowser, as you mentioned, which I, I think we just need to like prepare, like the expectation needs to be set that these aren't going to be the classic voices as you know them, right? Like, Yeah, Jack Black is Claptrap and Bowser. Come on, man. This dude's killing it. Yeah. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Should oh, be yes. really funny. And Fred Armisen uh, is Cranky Kong. <laughs> I'm way into that. Keegan Michael Key is going to be Toad. Yeah, that's good. That's going to be really funny. Oh, Toad's oh, going to be like a major comedic relief. Black Toad, great stuff. Absolutely. Fred Armiston as Cranky Kong should be great. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. Uh, Sebastian Maniscal Mana, I can't even spell this. Maniscalco as Spike. Um, those are the ones that were announced. So, yeah, I mean, that's an all-star lineup. It's a banger lineup. And yeah, Chris Pratt, again, not being an Italian man. <laughs> that was the, there's so that was many the good stuff. examples though, of ensemble casts and animated movies that are just hits though. Right. So yeah, especially in the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I mean, look at the first animated Adams family it made like $203 million and it was Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams. What? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie that I watched recently that had a whole bunch of like really good voice actors. Any any transl um, any of the Hotel Transylvanias are that way. 
Um, the Boss Baby, Pretty the first Jenny. Boss Baby was that movie. Uh, that's that that uh, Trolls movie. I yeah, mean, that I has mean, a fuckload of people in it. Absolutely, yeah. The fucking movie yeah. sucks, but yeah, I'm with you. It's definitely doable. Um, you know? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. Um, outside of that, man, uh, Tokyo Game Show is happening right now. We had some new hot games get dropped on Game Pass. Scarlet Nexus mm-hmm. is on Game Pass. I'm way excited about that, buddy. Way excited about that. I didn't like the demo too much, so like I don't know how. But you know, worth worth checking out. At least downloading I mean, for free, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other really. I mean, like I said, TGS is happening right now. Um, big rumors out of Konami. You see this? No. Did they sell to Sega finally? No, they're apparently getting back into the video game uh, business. Big rumors oh, really? about Konami. They're gonna make. Uh, big rumors coming out of Konami with TGS uh, is that there's a Castlevania reboot. Uh, being in, uh, developed internally. Uh, that's going to be the first game that they release. Uh, there's going to be multiple Silent Hill games that are being worked on. One of them is being worked on by a prominent Japanese developer. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 okay. remake is from an external Chinese developer, and it's very early in development. It's going to be the last one out. That's again Metal Gear Solid 3. That's Snake Eater. Um, and then remasters of the classic Metal Gear Solid titles are also in the works. Yeah, so they're not like really in the game industry. I mean, if they're remaking, they're remaking they're, their own games. Yeah, but if they're, but that's that's more than what you can say about Konami in the last ten years, buddy. So crazy. Yeah. All right. Fucking crazy, in my opinion. Um, boy, outside of that, buddy, I don't know if you've got any anything uh, video game wise. Um, I think. Are you gonna get the new iPhone? I, I got my case for my new iPhone tonight. So, yes, uh, I will be getting. I don't know if I want to get blue or just black. I, I didn't get a case that shows oh, you haven't pre ordered. It's they're out now. I don't need to pre order it. Huh? They came out last Friday. Yeah, but I don't think they're readily in stock, dude. Absolutely. They are. They've been that way for the last 10 iPhones, dude. No I one's waiting to check on. I'm, I'll tell you right fucking now if I can get a fucking brand new iPhone. I just listened to a podcast the other day, a tech-related podcast, and they were talking about if you didn't immediately pre-order the phone, you're that they're like ten to twelve weeks out. Hey, let me see here. Uh, and I I remember from and that's you know not with an international pandemic and a microprocessor shortage and all that shit. But I remember a few years ago working at Best Buy and you couldn't get an iPhone for like three months unless you pre-ordered it and it took forever. So uh, I think you're in for a surprise. If they're readily available, I'd be shocked. But you know, oh, yeah, this says that this right here says item is on back order. Yeah, through Verizon. Did you go online. to Best Buy or where'd you go? This is on Verizon. Yeah, I, I think I think you're not going to be able to get one probably till like Christmas time. You know what? It's I, again. I ordered my case kind of early because it said it was going to take. It was a three week lead time for the case. Um, oh wow! So I'm I'm way okay with that because I just I want to make sure I had one. Uh, but let's see here. I want a uh, Pro Max iPhone 13. Oh my god, you're going huge! I, of course I do. I got fucking man hands, bud. What do you got? You don't. You got fucking sausage fingers. Just like whoa, that. dude! Don't fucking talk about my fucking sausage fingers, bro. Don't you fucking do it to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those are the sauciest sausage fingers I've ever seen, man. Uh, I can call them motherfuckers Jimmy Dean. They're so sausage. <laughs> oh boy, pick up a.
days uh, if they're Best Buy. It says four days for a 256 uh, 13 Pro Max for Verizon black one. Oh, wow. There you go. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I, I think that's okay. You're, you know? you're golden. You're golden. Like a sh- Best Buy. You know what? If I want to go to Dubuque tomorrow, I get it tomorrow. Iowa City, oh, yeah, tomorrow. No, thanks. Well, I, should, I should update my Boy, man, wrestling's in the golden era, bud. Oh, no, no. We've already been in the golden era previously. This is like the silver era, which is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, last week you came over. We watched All Out uh, or Grand no, Slam, Grand rather. Slam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't watch All Out together. That's where you skipped because you were. I was camping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Uh, pre- you came over. <laughs> It was a really good pay per view. We didn't have a chance to talk about that, did we? Uh, yeah, we did. We recapped it. We right? talk, yeah, we recapped that. That was great. It was a great um, after Labor Day. Yeah. So yeah, because I shit on you on the podcast. Okay, I remember. Yep, it's all coming back to me now. Yep, last yep. week you came down to the Indianola. We watched uh, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, uh, which was a nice two hour show. Had that dream match with Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan in there you got to see sting perform you got to see uh who else was on that ticket i mean it was fucking loaded you got mjf uh, and brian pillman jr uh you had yeah yep, you had ftr and sting and darby uh you opened with again probably the greatest match of the year outside of the tag team from all outs uh yep. and then you closed with Britt baker and ruby soho which was a fucking snooze fest Online, it, a online it went over great. So good for them. But to me, it was so slow and not intriguing. I think it's easy to be very critical of the women's division and in AEW, which is why in it's surprising. Div- in both divisions. Are, yeah, it's why it's surprising to me that there are so many good female wrestlers on the free agent market right now. And AEW's not doing anything about that. And they're catching heat. I don't know if you know that, but I mean, they're catching quite a bit of online heat about being very male and white. Listen, uh, that's so, what's going to get them ratings. So I understand why they're going that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Raw's actually been okay. Big E's now a champion. Big E winning the belt was awesome and also disheartening at the same time. It was not the moment it deserved to be. It was not the cash in it should have been. It was a rating grab. It was a ratings grab to try and big dick AEW, in my opinion. Um, I love Big E as champion, but I'll tell you this. I've watched a lot of champions come and go through WWE in a long time. He's not really grabbing the attention of the audience, unfortunately, and I don't think that spells very good. What What is great for him is that New Day as a whole sells a bunch of merch, and really Vince just yeah. loves that. So um, the end the of Raw. The thing about it um, is that like, you get over in this industry by getting fans to connect to your storylines. And when you're you have this really great storyline that you're going to go against Roman, you're laughing at Paul Heyman on Friday nights. Um, you got the money in the bank thing wrapped up and then you get pushed into a Monday night to announce prior to the show that you're going to be cashing in. It's just a very bad angle. So fans don't yeah. connect to that like it's not the fans moment. It is USA Network's moment. Yeah, and and I think that's a big part of it, right? Is that there you got two networks that are trying to vie for the most attention. Um, I haven't watched anything on SmackDown, but I'm uh, yeah, I don't know who got drafted where yet. I haven't seen shit yet. Um, so I presume I keep fighting for brand supremacy. 
I I would like to hope that they do a good job with this draft because I want Vince to realize that now that there's another no, option out there, don't say anything more. Honestly, you don't have to say anything yeah, more. You're right. Your 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 thought is already flawed. If it starts off with "I want Vince to realize," I know. It's just you have. There's another option for people to watch wrestling right now, and it's better. Yeah, and it's yeah. way better. Um, Absolutely. Even in the sense that, like, uh, you had a a kick to the dick and somebody get pinned on Wednesday, and that felt like a fresh thing because it doesn't happen on television every fucking right. week like it does in right. WWE. It felt like a real heel move, which is something Vince hasn't really pushed is the heel and face thing in decades. I've started to get very invested uh, in the AEW versus WWE discussion when it comes to weekly ratings and demographic numbers. And, you know, AEW on Wednesday, Dynamite, Wednesday is, but they're consistently pulling 1.2, 1.3 million viewers the last five or six weeks. Um, and Raw's down to like 1.4, 1.5. Now always, people are like, oh, you know, Monday night, football season. It's Monday night it football. Is. It is. They're historically down several hundred thousand viewers from prior year though, right? So there is clearly some slant going on of viewers from WWE that have either checked out or have migrated to AEW. I think, um, I think it's very much more likely that people that watch WWE watch AEW than it is that AEW watchers also watch WWE. Um, so can I, can I throw, I'm going to throw in my, my thing here. Here's what WWE viewers are. They're Derek Vance. They're a Tony Welchel. They're a, let's let the three hour show on Monday record for 90 minutes, two hours, and then fast forward all of it. Cause it's all bad to yeah. watch what's going to happen at the end. AEW is appointment television week in and week out. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. It just is. I didn't like Wednesday was in Rochester. Did we all think Bray Wyatt was going to come out? Probably. So what did most of us do as wrestling fans? We tuned into the top of the hour. Did we see Bray Wyatt? No. What did we get? The best in the world. CM Punk still doing the, (laughs) still doing the happy tour right after that. Right after that, you had two of the best singles competitors in in AEW right now, Adam Cole and Jungle Boy. Like, that's still a blockbuster match, and I don't give a fuck who you are. So, and they're still they're still pushing Rampage. Rampage has to get a new time slot, or it has to be live. Um, I don't know what the solution is for them, but like. It's a stacked card tonight. You got you got Nick Jackson and Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah, That's Bryan. gonna be so fucking good. Yeah. But it's gonna be on a show with a gas crowd. It's just it's Rampage is just falling short. Yeah, Rampage now, is, for the time slot. It's doing amazing. Really, six good. or seven hundred thousand viewers at that time, and like a point four demographic in the key demo. Like, holy shit, Listen. that's really good. If comic book men can hold like a hundred to two hundred thousand people watching after after uh, fucking Walking Dead and Walking Dead After Dark, right, <laughs> and and run for like eight seasons, hey, I'm I'm in for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really good articles too about how AEW is chipping away and is further along now than 
you know, WCW was during the Monday Night Wars. And, you know, we're talking about a two-year-old company that is starting to topple some of your main show's ratings. Uh, That's crazy. WCW was 12 or 13 years in before the late 90s when the, the Monday Night Wars kicked off. You can't, look, Derek, you're making a face which is clear that you're looking at some spoilers for some wrestling stuff. No, and this was, I was looking at the Hawkeye game because Olivia just said it was 34 to seven. So I thought the game was almost over. It's just coming out of halftime and it's 34 to seven Hawkeyes. Mind you, no. as a, as a betting mind right here, the over under on this game was 48 and a half points. Oh, and again, I had the under, I took the under because oh, <laughs> it's under. okay. Yeah, you're fucked. I'm fucked. And they had Hawkeyes plus three and a half. Hawkeyes are blowing them out. Anyway. You did you take the spread or not? I took Hawkeyes money line, but I took under forty. I took under forty eight and a half. So the Hawkeyes and the Terrapins would have to just not score anymore. <laughs> That's probably likely. Yeah, for a whole half of football. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They probably put that um, in the part time. Oh, what else what else do you want to talk about with wrestling? Um, I I really think that and I hope they do, because I, I honestly don't know shit yet. I hope that Vince and the gang takes this draft as seriously as possible and says, how can we maximize the storylines that we have dropped hints for or built towards and make this worthwhile? Because whether he wants to admit it or not, he's got real competition that is outclassing him right now. And yeah, he's got the money machine, but I don't. it doesn't fucking like, it doesn't matter about the money, buddy. It doesn't right now. Like, well, I I didn't watch a single drop of Extreme Rules. I literally never turned it on. And I'm the guy that watches almost every pay-per-view. But I'm the guy that watches that shit. And I didn't care. You're losing people like me. And that's a problem. I think what's like, I think we're on this interesting bell curve right now with AEW versus WWE. I, the trajectory is very clear. I mean, if you're strictly looking at this academically, there's no doubt in your mind that AEW is on the rise and WWE is on the decline. That's just what the numbers are. Right. right. And there's nothing to show that that trend's going in the opposite direction anytime soon. But right. what's interesting is you got what you've talked about is AEW's on overload. They have a lot of talent that's going to be sitting at catering every week. And what do you do with all those talents? And now we're learning that there are reports that there are quite a few contracts um, for some of this this unused talent that that are coming up. And, you know, do these people go to Ring of Honor? Do they go to Impact? Do they go to maybe WWE? Yeah, they go back. Yeah. And, well, one, one guy that's first and foremost that's voiced some of his displeasure is brian cage and if you think about what wwe is going for brian cage fits perfectly right so it'd be interesting to see if we get to the point where right now we're in this euphoria of people leave wwe and it's like oh they're gonna come are they gonna come to AEW? are they gonna come to AEW? now you know in the next year we're gonna be seeing people that jump from AEW to other promotions here's yeah exactly right like that's that's the other shoe that i'm waiting to see how it drops right for those people i think the biggest thing for me like Here's when I know AEW is in trouble. Okay. The second that we hear break the walls down and WWE, we know AEW is it's over. I don't think that'll ever happen personally. I just don't. I really just don't. There's no shot. I don't think Vince would take him. I Vince will take him. I, I think he would because he knows Jericho's great and Jericho's all about it and whatever. Blah, blah. And, and Jericho doesn't shit on WWE. You know what I mean? He really doesn't. Um, 
he's done very good. He's, of, very of, of to- he's towing that line very, very well. Um, he's very political about it. But I, I think if if you got Jericho back in a full time sense, or, or or at least a part time sense, that's when I would feel a little worried for AEW. But here here's how I know that AEW is going the other direction and winning is when we get yeah. Festival of Friendship 2.0, when Kevin Owens signs with AEW in fucking December and premieres at January, whatever the fuck their pay-per-view is going to be, and wrecks the house. Kevin Owens seems likely. Braun Strowman still floating out there. I don't think, I don't think the, Braun or Bray at this point. Yeah, Braun, Braun I feel like, would have come if he was going to come, right? And it's, it's I don't really think he would have He's bad. Impact or TNA at all. Uh, his, or 90 days isn't up. his 90 days isn't up. Are you sure about that? Uh, no, but yeah, I believe well in advance of Bray Wyatt and Bray's is almost up. So I, I believe they're also both waiting for the uh, uh, pay per view Bound for Glory. So, um, okay. yeah, I, I think uh, that the last uh, thing on go ahead. Well, last thing I was going to say about AEW, the only other big news out of that was that Tony Khan reined in the creative control. He is the sole creative person. The EVPs. Uh, your Cody Rhodes, your Kennys, your Young Bucks, your Jerichos, they no longer have any creative. Isn't Hangman an EVP also? Maybe, yep, Hangman's in there. Um, so apparently Tony pulled back the reins on that, and he is the sole creative guy now, which I, I thought mean, was actually kind of a red flag, to be honest with you. I don't see it as a red flag because, to me, I think the wrestlers just want to be able to go out there and do their thing. Like, sure. burning the candles yeah. at both ends. I remember Kenny talking about it early of, like, Hey, you know, we were talking to Japan wrestlers and I'm the, I'm the Japan guy. So I'm up talking to all our new guys, talking to all these people, talking to all the reps. Then I'm staying up all night, talking to the Japan guys, trying to get the Japan guys into this. Like the dude is burning the candle yeah. at both ends and it's just, it's too much. So I, I presume that's more like it. And I don't take it as a negative. Listen, I think, I think everyone have also like a click mentality. Everyone in the world has had nothing bad to say about Tony Khan. It seems like so whether that's on the yeah. surface or real, Tony seems like a really genuine good guy. So I'm, I'm in. Um, I don't know, man, anything else for wrestling? Or are we just going to skip to the watched and played? AEW is greater than WWE. You, you've had a swing, a noticeable swing for me in the past couple weeks of starting to really get behind AEW. Hold on. I was also the okay. guy that started the AEW trend. You were not there with me at the start. You weren't. You were not um, ready to jump in the no, way you're I was. Right, you're right, right. I was sucking the the early dick of AEW, and then you went from like modest wrestling guy, kind of cared to okay. AEW is way more intriguing. To you went full on, took the pill, Neo out of the matrix. Holy shit, wrestling is the best, and AEW yeah. is the best people doing it, kind of thing. So, just to put um, clarification out there, I have had a swing because. I hold out hope for what has given me life in wrestling business, which has been WWE forever. They just can't keep up, man. They just can't keep um, up. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm ready to literally jump ship on WWE. I mean, I already boycotted Raw, and I don't really watch that. Roman's about the best thing they got going on right now. I'm over, other I'm over than Roman. that, I'm... I don't know that I'm over Roman, but, I'm like, other Roman. than that, I have there's a handful of mediocre interest things like but they just always fuck it up like finn fucked that up yeah i mean bad. 
that was one of the greatest moments of the year so far. That Finn moment where he the, the whole life. like I died and convulse thing was kind of like blah. But when the music starts playing, he gets up, he screams, he starts fucking wrecking shit, and the music's still going. I was like, yo, this is fucking awesome. And then you know the top rope snaps. Uh, it's just like, come on, WWE, come on, man. I mean, you just can't expect anything less at this point other than disappointment. So, uh, watched and played. Let me let me rattle off some things here. So, I watched the Squid Game. Okay, we know about that. Um, uh, I know there's got to be some other shit that I watched. And I'm just drawing a fucking blank right now. Uh, Sex Education on Netflix is a really fun show. Uh, I watched season three of that, which was new. Um, God, nothing else really comes to mind. Uh, as far as what I played, Diablo 2 is about the new one. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, you want to talk about some Diablo, go for it. I, I bought it and played about 90 minutes of it, two hours of it or so. Um, the game's game feels old. Uh, the graphics are yeah. fine. Uh, but you know what? There's just there's something fun about the run out into an arena, kill some motherfuckers, grab some loot, sell it, True. equip it, get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like just the RPG elements of it. It's so quaint. And I believe that's kind of what you were talking about earlier. Like there's just something so simplistic and nice about it. I mean, there's a reason that this is one of the greatest computer games of all time, right? You know, there, yeah. there's a reason that it's one of the best selling of all time. And there's a reason that they remade it. Um, Money. <laughs> but you're right. It is it is very true to the original in the yeah. sense that there are very few quality of life improvements and it plays like a 20 year old game. It does. Which is still charming, but um, to its detriment, I'm in. I'm still having a good time on it. Yeah, I've definitely wasn't... fucked up a little bit. Which the mechanics of not being able to correct your mess ups on like your class uh, build out is very infuriating because I'm like, I just now I just want to get to the end of the game so that I can farm and respec. Um, That's really what I'm going for. You know, the other thing that I tried out, you dropped off last week, you dropped off Marvel Avengers and you dropped off Spider-Man Miles Morales. And I did play a few hours of Avengers and it's fun. It's not captivating me it's sure. certainly not keeping my attention over diablo and over everquest and over squid game frankly and uh it, i don't know with 100 percent certainty that i'm going to go back to it you know what now you can play it on your xbox so is it on game pass is it yeah i got dropped on game pass yeah yeah i actually i mean i'm surprised how well it plays uh, for for as shit as that game sounded when it came out i haven't had any like crazy issues with it yet and i'm probably like five or six hours in but interesting yeah yeah baby yep. um yeah I, I you know for free diablo i i'm super early into it i've never played it before i have an adverse reaction to diablo one and two because of my stepmom which is sad uh three is great love three i think it's a great game um this this, this makes see- me want to play three frankly you see the wear and tear with, with uh, two when you think about three. Um, yeah. And just like, I don't know, the map icons to try to find people and the doors. And there's just some quality of life improvements they could have made and they didn't, which uh, fucking whatever, I guess, right? The map um, and the chat is by far just, <sighs> I want to die. 
Yeah, really brutal. Um, I I decided to, after waiting for a uh, friend of the show, Chris Dugan, uh, to finally get online for him, me, and Garrett to play, uh, I finally just jumped into Resident Evil Village, which I had not spent more than about 30 minutes into. And that game came out in February, right? March, maybe? Yeah. I don't even remember at this point. Long time ago. Maybe even January. Draft, you said fuck it. Uh, exactly right. That was a problem. Um, so I jumped in, and I played like, I don't know, five, six hours of it, and I'm pretty close to done. Really good game. Scared the fuck out of me in broad daylight. Creepy as fuck in one specific spot in the dollhouse thing. Really weird. Really fun game. Having a good time. Ready to finish that fucker up. Ready to finish that fucker up and be done with it. Um, And a game I'm on the lookout for is uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Man, I really want to buy Hot Wheels Unleashed. That game looks excellent. I don't know if you paid any... You just wait like three months. It'll be on Game Pass probably. I, I thought it was going to launch on Game Pass to be honest with you. I mean, Tony, if I said, uh, if I said, hey, do you want to play a racing version of Rocket League where you have a, uh, a, a, a fucking uh, battle pass and you can have licensed vehicles, a.k.a. like the TMNT van or the Back to the Future car or uh, I kits. It's just not um, it's just arcadey and awesome looking, and I think your nostalgia would take hold of you. $50 is steep, so no, uh, but but maybe. I also watched uh, Garrett play Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Hmm. Looks like a great game. Honestly, it looks like a really fun game, and I might uh, might pick that up when it goes it on sound sale. Sounds like so. a Metroidvania-type game? Uh, no, it's it's more... It's, uh, it's like a platformer. It's like a platformer, okay. like a pla- platformer with like some Pikmin elements to it. As far as just like you have a bunch of weird little dudes that you can use to your advantage. I don't know, uh, but really, really charming and really fun, very cutesy kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Man, as far as watch, you know, we're still dilly dallying with friends, uh, fucking around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coconut wife finally realized that there's that MTV Classics channel on uh, yeah. YouTube TV where they just show music videos. Correct. And it has been nothing but that in this household for like the last week, which is just fine because I, it's fun. I saw some Snapchats of that. Yeah, it's very fun. Uh, so we've been watching a lot of that. Um, I I played some other quick hits on the on the Xbox. I played Mist and played. I, I looked up a walkthrough for the eight minute quick completion of Mist because who I no idea how anybody's ever beaten that game before. But uh, what the fuck? Uh, played Mist. Mm. Um, played a game called skate bird which recently came out and it sounds exactly like what it is you are a bird and you skate not interesting uh, not really good didn't didn't really care for that so much i always appreciate um, how you blast through like 15 games randomly yeah. and then uh and then i played a game called nuclear nuclear throne which i saw back at pax in 2017 uh and that game it's fine it's it's uh it's a roguelike uh game where you you go on runs try to get to the end and if you die it resets um you unlock characters the farther you get with different progressions and uh it's it's interesting but uh but strange last thing i'll say is uh, Netflix acquired Night School Studios, which is the uh, studio behind Oxenfree, yeah. and uh, right. soon to be out Oxenfree too. I love the first Oxenfree, really great game. Um, but the first studio that Netflix has acquired is Night School Studios, so really awesome for them. Um, really interesting, I think, uh, to see what they do with that, because the premise of Oxenfree, I could see being optioned into a show. So we'll see what that cool. is. But uh, watched. Uh, you know, oh, I, I, sorry. I, I, sorry, I watched, uh, I, I watched 
uh, all of Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. a few episodes of that. Real good. Uh, excited for the the remake, re the live action thing. Um, Some of the photos asked, look very good. Yeah, I asked. The opening credits is out there now. If you haven't seen that, it's very cool looking. Um, mm. Out on on YouTube, uh, I asked the boys, Chris and Garrett, like what's next. I gave them a list of a few uh, animes. They said to watch Trigun. Okay, yeah. Uh, I never so, got into Trigun, but it's popular. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to start trying. I watched the first episode. I'm going to keep going down that rabbit hole. But the other day, I wanted to watch something, but I didn't want to have to completely pay attention to it. So I just put on UU. Let me tell you, man, that's comfort food. At this point, 75 episodes into UU Hakusho, Show, such a great show. Yeah, you're in, you're into that last story arc, basically, right? Uh, no, I'm I'm, in, I'm out of the. This is the first story arc after the tournament where there's these weird dudes right. from school that capture. Uh, everyone, yeah, and then, yeah, and then yeah. come to find out it was all just uh, the old lady. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's a so, good. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a pretty good story arc. It's it's like it's a very big letdown, especially if you watch it on immediately on the hills of the dark tournament. So I think yeah. it's nice that you've had some time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that that's where I'm at. Um, walk ons, man. Sports is a big deal. The Braves, uh, they they clinched their fourth the straight. Baby fourth division title after losing the best player in baseball, in my opinion, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, they could have rolled over and died, and they ended up winning a fourth straight division title, which is crazy. Uh, so we're going to play the Brewers next Friday in uh, the NLDS. Um, got the Broncos, who are 3-0. and Got the Ravens coming to town, baby. Ravens coming to town. Ravens kicking a 66-yard field goal to beat the fucking Lions, which is sad, but 66 yards, great. Um yeah, man, sports in full swing right now for me. You got uh, football, you got college football, you got baseball, and in like a month and a half, you got fucking basketball. So the Red Sox might—I mean, they're they're right on the border with a few other teams of even getting into the wild card. So I, I don't know. I don't even know. Last I knew, the wild card could completely go into four a four way tie, right? Yeah. That's correct. The, there, it's, I'm trying to remember who it is. I know it's the Red Sox. It is Toronto. Yeah. I think. And yeah. one or two other teams. So you got, you Seattle. got the Yankees who are, you got the Yankees who are two games up on Boston and Seattle and then Toronto. Who's a half game back. Okay. There you go. You got Boston up four two, bottom nine. So they're about to get a dub. Yankees are about to lose. Bottom nine. There's two on. Which is crazy. Uh, the Yankees kind of fell off. Tampa or, or Tampa Bay came on strong. I don't know. Tampa Bay going, just but... big dicked it at the end of the season. Um, yeah. And then who else did I say? I think the other games are probably over. The Mariners are just getting ready to start. Uh, Dodgers are uh, up one nothing on the Brew Crew. The Blue Jays won. So uh, it just there, there's a lot of craziness that can happen this last uh, last little bit. All I care about Braves are in, baby. We're good. Let's go. All right. Any walk-ons? All the walk-ons I got for you, buddy. Sports. Okay. It's life right now. I'm going to try to go watch Rampage, but I'm actually tired, so I might fall asleep. I don't know. Well, it's only an hour. It's like 48 minutes, so I think you can do it. I believe in you. Uh, okay. Well, you know, 106 is in the books. Yeah. What do we name this one? What was the funny joke this week? Uh, waffles are better than pancakes. 
I mean, we talked a lot about Tim the Tatman, so that's kind of only fitting. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it, right? Waffles <laughs> are better than pancakes. Waffles are better, are better than, than pancakes. Pancakes are bad. Pancakes are bad. I'm here to tell you. It's Unless true. it's a pancake wrapped around a sausage link, then I'm in. Or a McGriddle. I'll go for that. I would, too. If it was a waffle instead, though, I'm way into it. Wow. We are. We are out here. That's Tony. I'm Eric, by the way. (laughs) Signs off on these shows anyway. No one's one's listening to this point. It's two hours in. We don't do it enough to, like, keep up on the practice. No one cares. We're out.